All right, welcome again to another uh, episode of Rich Life uh, Projects. And again, uh, my guest this morning in Melbourne town, <laughs> Anger Fist herself, one of the uh, pioneers of, of women MMA and a, and a champion human, Arlene. Anger Fist, welcome to the Rich Life Projects. Hey, Rich. It's good to be down here. Yeah, it is. It's, it's great to have you here in the booth today. What's been happening in your life? Well, I pretty much see what's happening in your life. You're going crazy from, from uh, overseas to I was going to say, Australia. can you hear my American accent? I'm, starting, I'm, to, I'm starting to get one. Starting to get one. <laughs> starting to get one. How's, um, how's life treating you at the moment? What's yeah, been no happening? Good. I'm just enjoying some life back at home. Yep. Um, yeah, back with the family. But yeah, yeah I've um, not recently come back from America. Yep. Um, I've taken on a coaching gig um, at Jackson Wink with one of the girls from Bare Knuckle Boxing. Jackson crew, they're uh-huh. uh, it's like a, you're like a part of the family now. I, I am most uh-huh. definitely part of the family. I'm kind of feeling torn whenever I'm home. I'm feeling um, yeah. like I'm missing out being over there. But then when I'm over there, I'm missing out on being here. So it's like, yeah, I've got. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good, Jackson's a good family to be yeah. at. But yeah. Like if you're going to travel the world with any MMA family, I found like Jackson's the more the most welcoming yep. back when I was doing over Jackson's, but yourself, I yep. see a lot of the work that you're doing with Holly and Michelle and yep. the Jackson crew, and yeah, they're a great yep. family, aren't they? Definitely, the coaches, the team, everyone. Yeah, um, yeah I've slotted into yeah being part of the family for sure. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, at home, obviously, the kids are uh, uh, growing tall and working <laughs> I, and union. And oh, it's ridiculous! I'm the shortest one out of them now. Both my daughter and my son are taller than me, so yeah, I kind of look up to them. But yeah, that's all right. Yeah, that's six all right. foot one, Keanu is now. So six foot one. Yeah, yeah. Wow, and he's still into the soccer, obviously. Yeah, yeah. No, he's going well. Yeah, so he had a couple of options for next season with team wise, but um, yep. yeah, he keeps his head screwed on. I definitely think he's um, you know, the goal obviously the goal for him is to represent Australia and yep. um, yeah, get overseas and play in that. So yeah, wow. yeah exciting and, to watch him. Yeah, yeah, go from this tall to like yeah, doing what he's doing yes. now. So. Kids grow up so so fast, as you know, as I know. <laughs> and do the partner, he's going, he's still going well. He's awesome. Yeah. I'm so lucky. As I said to you earlier, before, like I just, um, you know, it takes a, a strong man to, you know, be supportive to someone that, you 100%, know, yeah. is in my situation. Like I'm, you know, traveling the world, training in gyms, um, all over the place. But yeah, he's he's my number one. He's yeah. he's my number one fan and supporter, and he's got my back with everything. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, it's Very always uh, always that uh, double-edged sword, isn't it? When you see sort of as we spoke about with the sportsmen, when you've got the, the wives of the sportsmen, the men sportsmen yep. go off and do what they've got to do because, they, you know, that's class as normality yeah. back back yep. in the day. But now, the you know, women's combat sport and, and sport in general, women's sport is just growing and growing yep. and growing. Um, and now the reverse roles where the man sort of, you know, he takes care of the home at some stages because yep. he, if he's doing sport or something yep. himself, but um, taking care of the home, you're out there obviously doing the MMA yep. uh, fighting. So it's now it's a reverse role, but still a great team. worked really well in our relationship is that Dion's, been at the pinnacle of his sport, like he's you know from the soccer professional world. soccer, yeah, yeah. So like you know he he got to travel, he got to you know see what it's all about. So you know he supports what I do and understands what I'm doing is something that has to be done for me to sort of be at the pinnacle of where I'm at. So yep. um, yeah, we make it work, and it it's yeah. been it it makes it so much easier to have that support. Like you know, especially for me when I'm sort of you know having my moments, and I'm like oh, I'm ready for a time, and I'm ready for this, and he's like no, or well, like I mean yeah, it was actually probably about four or five years ago now, I actually yeah. really was ready for retirement and, yeah. you know, 
going to have that next stage of her life, which was, you know, having a baby and this and that. And And he, I was very lucky because he was the one that actually said, like, if you, you know, you retire now, especially at your age, not that I'm, I was old back then anyway, but like, (laughs) I mean, for the most part of it, like, it's hard to come back. He goes, are you sure that you want to do it? And thank God for me, I didn't because like the next stages that like proceeded after that were to get me to the stages that I'm at now. So yeah. yeah. And I thank him for that a lot. Yeah. Very, very lucky. Great. uh, (laughs) A great man uh, to do, to do that support. And obviously uh, you you do it both together so well. And it takes, as say that in this game, combat sport or just sport in general, it's a very hard thing to keep the team Mm -hmm. together when they're on two different journeys as well. You know, it's a, it's a very hard thing. I I guess too, um, I'm lucky my whole family, like even both the kids, you know, I was stuck overseas for six months last year. Yeah. Um, so that's six months. That's half a year that's that crazy. I missed out on both of their lives. Um, yeah. So, but they're super supportive too, you know, yeah. like they understand that what I've got to do, um, you know, like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm that's, heading overseas for well, two and a half months. They, now it's your they career. Get it. That's yeah. your full-time career. Yeah. So, And it, it, Gives them a few extra luxuries. <laughs> yeah. Mum's not home. Yeah. We don't get in trouble. Yeah. Can you bring me those new Jordans that are out in yeah. America when D- you come D- home? He's a bit of a pushover. We'll have him there, but Mum's not oh, home. Oh, he's not a pushover nah, say, at would, all. He would be the old strict old. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's good to have, but that's good to have. So let's go back to uh, the early days growing up. Obviously, yeah. your background, uh, Filipino with mum. Yep. Mum Filipino. Yep. Dad, what's dad? He was Aussie. Aussie, okay. Yeah. Yep. And they met obviously in Australia or no, overseas? No, in the Philippines. Or? So um, my mum was my dad's second wife. Yep. Um, you know, he had a failed relationship over here, went overseas, as yep. the story often goes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mum was um, mum was 26 when she fell pregnant with me and, you know, they moved back over here and, um, you know, she couldn't speak any English. It was It's really? interesting. Um, it's not until my adult years now you have these conversations and obviously as a parent, then you realize yourself like shit, things must've been hard. Like, so she, she couldn't speak a word of English when I was born. So I like putting myself in her situation, like being in an Australian hospital. Whole foreign country. Yeah. 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 Having a baby. Cause I, there's a bit of a running joke um, in my fight career that I look like I'm more Islander than I am Filipino, you know, especially the size. Like <laughs> yeah, I definitely don't yeah, have that Asian yeah, build. True. And I always say to her, like, Mum, are you sure that, you know, you didn't room with a, an Islander lady <laughs> and I was switched at birth and there's yeah, a, like, you know. Yeah, something's going yeah, on. Yeah, and eh? she's like, no. She said, I didn't let you out of my sight. She said, I, I wheeled you into the bathroom with me. into the And I think back now for her, she would have been scared thinking, yep. especially in horror stories, like she probably was thinking that she'd wake up one morning and I was stolen or something, you know what I mean? True, so yeah. yeah, I sort of you know, realised that. So yeah, she, I definitely wasn't switched. I, I'm me. I'm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. <laughs> she didn't lose me along the way. <laughs> yeah. So growing up, uh, they moved to where, Australia, in in Sydney or? Um, yeah, so I was born in Manly. Um, not long after that, my family moved to Queensland um, okay. and that's where my sister was born. So we lived on... Um, miles, um, yeah, yeah, which is like yeah. inland. So, yeah, I think I was like a couple of months old. So, born in New South Wales, yeah. and that's why I go for New South Wales in the origin, oh. even though I was brought Stop up in Queensland. Stop this session right now. <laughs> Stop this session right now. I thought I was talking to a Queenslander as well, but anyway. Um, so, yeah, no, well, I was raised in Queensland, but yep. state of origin. Um, but, yeah, so I grew up in Queensland, um, spent the majority of my life in Gympie. Oh, yeah, beautiful yeah. Gimpy. Yeah, <laughs> good old Gimpy. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I just, my father was abusive. Yeah, um, yeah terrible man. Um, long story short, very, very long story short. But I ran away from home when I was um, 12, almost 13. Yeah, true. Yeah, so um, 
spent a good sort of six or seven months just doing the wrong thing at that age. Yep. Yeah, on the streets, just thinking that. Yeah, it's crazy, especially oh, on when the, on the streets of Gimpy. Yeah. Oh damn! Yeah. <laughs> There'd be a lot to do yeah. on Gimpy streets. Um, but yeah, sort of just you know sleeping on friends' couches like this and that, yep. just like just different but, crowds. Yeah generally the wrong crowd yeah. and this is one of the things like in my adult life now especially too at that time I'm thinking I'm like an adult and then 100%. you see them it's, you see like 12 and 13 year olds you're like damn you're just a kid yeah. like how was I thinking that I was mentality back, yeah, there, like, back in the day so ready to grow up and be older and um yeah and then I met my children's like eventual children's father's family oh, okay yep. um yeah so they they took me in yep and um, so, yeah, at the young age of 13 and 14, that's when I met the kid's dad. Long story short, they, um, their parents, like his parents broke up. Um, his mum moved to New South Wales and, um, okay. yeah, that's when I moved down with them. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Where so, was that? I think, uh, was that like Port Macquarie yeah, or somewhere? somewhere yeah, so that's how I, I ended up in Port Macquarie. Yeah. So, like, I mean, gosh, I was 15. Oh, like, true. I, yeah, yeah, just right turning uh, 16. Still thinking wow, I was. Still yeah, still invincible, yeah, ruling the world. Yeah. Crazy, and then um, like his mother was going through a lot. Like I mean, uh, with the divorce and stuff like that. So she was off doing her own thing. So I was pretty much it was just me and the kids' dad yep. living at home in this house. Like we took over paying rent. Yeah, you know, true. I was part time working at a supermarket as well as going to school. And yeah. school pretty much just took a back um, seat then. Yep. And um, yeah, again, another long story short. By seventeen, I was pregnant. Yep. Um, yeah, eighteen. I was a, well, like, oh, yeah, we wow. were eighteen year old and your mum. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is just, I mean, Bless, blessing in one way because 100%. one, one, you're young and obviously in that relationship, but yep. two now because your children are getting older and yep. you're still young-ish. Yep. You know, it's good to still be able to do things with the kids and, oh. and talk to them on a level where you're sort of still a bit of a teenager at heart, <laughs> as as all fighters are, because we, you know, you get yeah. to that stage where you just never want to give that life away. Yeah. But no, I've always said Kayla's an old soul, so she's um 21, almost 22 now, and honestly, she, I don't, she's like a, she's four, the one thing I definitely did right in life. Brain. Yeah, like. Her growing up, I, th- I felt like I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, true. But um, yeah, I was very lucky with her. Um, she was she was a very good kid, easy baby. Yep. Um, so like when I tell my story, obviously that I was you know an eighteen when I was um when I had her. I think a lot of people think it you know it was just a sort of new relationship. But I'd been with the kid's dad for like four years already. So yep. it was like you know we were in a pretty steady, terrible, volatile relationship yeah, though. Yeah. So this is like looking back at my life, like you know um coming from. An abusive, um, like, life growing up. Yep. Yeah, I sort of, yeah, settled then into, like, a, a relationship. Um, the kid's dad wasn't – I mean, we were such young kids too. True, true. This is the thing, like um, – but we were volatile. Like, yeah. yeah, we fought like cats and dogs all the time. Yep. It was terrible. Yep. And that was sort of the environment that, you know, Kayla was brought up in. Um, she cannot stand conflict now. Like, I, yeah. I look at, like, sort of the – um, the repercussions of it, yeah, and um, well, they, they, that's that's a part of the the growing up and the little bit of the scarring, you know, when yeah. you when you see that and then you don't want to deal with that. Even like myself, I, I could look at someone fighting in a ring or cage and be excited because I know that environment's where it's supposed to be. But if I seen someone fight on the street or yeah. a conflict confrontation with yeah. myself, I'm just like, it's like I get anxiety. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, oh, yeah. I just don't want to deal with this because yeah. this isn't. I don't feel normal well, this. Yeah, well, it's not a controlled environment. It's like, yeah. Um, but then so 
I was a young mum at 18. I was 26 when Kiana was born. Yep. Um, he was sort of the attempted Band-Aid baby, I guess. Um, it didn't work. Um, so, yeah, we ended up breaking up. So, yeah, after 13 years. Um, and, yeah, he was. Just enough was enough. Oh, definitely. Like, it's just, yeah, super, super controlling. We just fought all the time. There was just a lot of stuff like, yeah, um, yeah he was on the wrong side of the law. And, yeah. and yeah, when, I mean, this is literally just scraping the surface of sort of like the stuff and, the, yeah. you know, the life that I was sort of involved yeah. in. But, um, yeah, I sort of at 26 just was sort of sat back and was like, shit, what do I do with my life yeah. now? Like I was, you know, a stay-at-home mum. You know, I've got two kids and it's like, you know, financially he was the one that was bringing in all the money yeah. and then so like, yeah, I was a single mum who didn't have anything to my name. I didn't have a career. Like I was just, yeah, yeah I was a mum. So it's like. Amazing. Sort of a little bit of a turnaround where you sort of probably felt a little bit trapped at one one stage yeah. for a little bit. And then yeah. did you, when you got to that stage and you went through that um, whole environment but mindset of going, okay, what am I going to do with my life? Yeah. When when did the the martial arts side of it? Obviously, living in Port Macquarie, what what was the next step uh, from well, that? There was there had always been a seed planted there. So like the kid's dad was an amateur boxer in Queensland. Okay, yeah. So and his dad was actually a boxing coach. So that's how I guess I was first sort of introduced, introduced into it. it. Like yeah. I remember like. So, I mean, even before I was with him, but, like, you know, the, the family took me in. I remember, like, rocking up to the boxing gym. I'm like, oh, this is fucking <laughs> pretty cool. Like, it just, um, it stunk, the smell of a boxing oh, gym. Oh, <laughs> that's a view. That's but, God's um, smell, that one. Yeah, like, I just, uh, like, I loved it. Um, but, yeah, I then wasn't allowed to do it once yeah. I was with the kid's dad. He was, you know, super controlling, didn't want me hanging around the gym or didn't, you know, didn't want his dad coaching me just yeah so it was like I had that held back from me and then when we broke up it was it was interesting how it all just sort of worked out like I remember driving along in the car and on the radio it had come up because boxing in New South Wales was illegal at that time for females oh yeah it wasn't until yeah it wasn't until it was introduced into the London Olympics in 2012 for the first time that New South Wales had to drop their ban. So I remember Kay Scott, um, so she's one of the amateur boxers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kay, so yeah. Um, she's still an amateur, isn't she? Um, she just fought in Commonwealth Games. I think she's turning pro now. So she just okay. she made history by being the first um, Australian female to represent Australia in three Commonwealth Games. So that's oh, 12 okay. years of like, okay. yeah. So I think she's t- planning on turning professional now. Okay. But um, she, she just won silver at the Commonwealth Games. Yep. Um, but, yeah, so her and Tammy Taylor were the first – Female like fighters, um, you know they had about, yep. and then um, and then Kay Scott and then Tammy and I. So we were, I was amongst those group of like girls that were sort of you know the pioneers of yeah, yeah. female amateur boxing in Starved New South Wales, all. yeah, Starved which is all. crazy because now you just look at all the girls like oh, you know some- this progression over the thirteen years that I've been doing it, like how many girls are not just boxing but even in the MMA gyms and women. That's what I say, women's sport, whether it's rugby league, Newcastle, yeah. like even the the NRL teams are getting. Uh, women's te- like women's uh, teams together. AFL down here's got a it's yeah. a massive following with the women's yeah. AFL, and then combat sport you see it all over the world in MMA, boxing. It, yeah, it, it's literally over probably last fifteen years, 
women's sport yep. is just growing and growing. And and to be honest, sometimes the women's sport is more entertaining than oh, the guys. 100%. So everyone's like, technical. like, where was all this exactly? Before, you know? And no, it's cool. It's definitely cool for me to um, see that because yeah, well, like once upon a time, like I remember when I first started, I was like, you know, usually the one girl on the mats with you know, all guys and whereas now there's like, you know, a handful of girls handful and of girls um, just all trying. And because, yeah. again, it's the pioneers like yourself and and other other athletes or fighters that they look up to and obviously they go, I want to be like that person. Yeah. And obviously the more numbers come, same as whether it's rugby league, AFL, they just look up to their so-called idols at yeah. that stage until they become rivals, that, <laughs> yeah. that is, as, as usually well, it works out in this game. Even, so yeah, when I started at 26, like I just remember a lot of people thinking I was just crazy because yeah. it's just like, but in saying that, they always knew that I was that little bit of a, I guess a, you know, I had that sort of the tomboy, tom, and, tomboy, yeah, yeah, a bit of a rough, like yeah, a rough yeah. nut side, like sort of side of yep. me. But um, yeah, just to watch the evolution over the years has, has been awesome. And to like for me now to sit back and be like classed as a veteran and a pioneer of it is yeah. is awesome. Like someone that's led the way and, and has people that look up to me because. Yep. Yeah, you can't. And, and it wasn't an easy road either. No, definitely you know? not. Like, and yeah, there's definitely a roller coaster. Like, yeah. when you see those things, like, you know, it has not been smooth sailing. And I've put a lot of, put a lot of time and had a lot of setbacks. It's been a cruel sport at times, but yeah. it's actually helped build me to become the person that I am. Like, yeah. so it saved me. And you hear it all the time martial arts saved my life. Like, and it I'm is like yeah, the person that I came like the person that I was when I came into this sport, like, yep. you know, I, I was lacking res- like respect for myself. Like I'd, I'd come from, you know, terrible relationship, um, a terrible upbringing. And, you know, I could have played and we had this conversation before about playing the victim mentality. And I use this a lot. The like I could have, and I did, I, I have had a bit of a chip on my shoulder, you know, the, the world owes me 100%, like yeah, this, yeah. this and this because of this, uh, you know, all these things. Whereas now I'm like, you know what? No. This happened. I'm going to own it, and yeah. I'm going to. I'm going to like. Yeah. Now, now, when you get to that maturity stage, and you've gone through those ups and downs, and the adversity and successes, but you get a little bit humbled in the end, and you're starting to you start to go. You know what? I'm grateful for the actual trip that I've taken. Yeah. To get to this stage. Yeah. And when you become like the martial artist, and you know the outsiders looking in and think martial artists train to fight. But yep. it's they they train to live live the martial arts life. Yeah. It's like a spirit, the martial yeah, arts, yeah. and the people you meet. Obviously, you, you know, traveling Jackson's, Winkle John's got yep. some beautiful people over there, and and it's a great gym. Uh, Alex and Joe down in Wollongong, yep. they've got freestyle MMA. Yep. They, they're great people in themselves. So there's a lot of people in that journey that humble you yep. into that state where you go, you know what, this martial arts family is a worldwide oh. thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Some of the best people, like, and we had this conversation before too. Like, they're like they're my friends. The, like the circle of people, like you know, yeah. people that are like minded, same people that have that drive as you. Um, it's weird because you you get the ones that live in the neighbourhood and they got their people come over for the barbecues. Yeah, but our friendships. They're all long distance friendships because you know you travel and yeah. you go. Okay, well I've got contacts in you know LA, Vegas, Albuquerque, whatever, and it's like a it's a whole extended family from your family. Yep. And it's it's you could not see them for five years and then turn up to Winkle John's and then yeah. go. 
Arlene or Rich. Yeah, whatever, yeah, and yeah he, you've got that got, bond. And just straight in there, the doors yeah. were open. And I remember when I left uh, Jackson's, I think, for the last time when Cole uh, Noak retired, and always got the messages from, you know, either uh, Greg or, or uh, Wink or even uh, Michael who manages the uh, Jackson Winkle yep. job. Yep. You know, Rich, always doors are open no matter what for life, you know, yep. whenever you want to come across. And that's a special thing to have in, oh, that, in that friendships in yeah, the martial definitely. arts, you know. Yeah, like someone that's got your back or people that have got your back. You know yeah. that you can pick up the phone. I know I've got that relationship with yeah. a lot of people that I've met through the martial arts yep. world. Um I'd be like, hey, and yeah, yeah. they're there for you. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And you start, so you started the boxing when you got to that sort of stage. You go, look, I'm going to start fighting, and and yep. you started boxing back. I think it was like 2012, roughly. Yeah, well, the, I turned pro 2012. So I had, um, so 2009, I had my first, or 2010, I had my first boxing fight. Okay, yeah, A- amateur, amateur yep. fights. Yeah, yep. okay, yeah, so. I mean, the goal was, yeah, the goal was to represent Australia. It was always just that childhood thing of like, you know, actually representing my state and that was from state of origin. I just remember sitting there as a kid and a young girl and I I would have loved to have played footy. If I was born (laughs) in this era now, I'd be straight on that rugby field tackling girls. That that probably would have been the sport that I would have played. Okay. So watching state of origin and seeing them, you know, New South Wales and Queensland lining up and singing the state, um, singing the national anthem, yep. like it just and simply the best. Um, simply that, the best, yeah. Oh, and I, that's why I walked out to that song for my last fight because oh, it just, I just remember like it, it, I'd been sitting there thinking of like you know my journey you know, as a childhood, and that song just hits me, and it did when I walked out to my cyborg fight. Like I was that song hit me. Oh, yeah, um, just pumped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, watching that, I just wanted to represent New New South Wales and represent Australia. They were sort of my goals. Um, in fighting so yeah I remember like I think it was my third fight I had the um, chance to represent New South Wales and I just remember getting my um, my shirt with the NSW on the back and I just thought fuck I made it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, get, you get to those certain steps yeah, in your life and your yeah. martial arts career because I had a few myself and you go that's it that's it for me now <laughs> and I remember when I first started Kyokushin Karate and I was like oh, even though I'm a blue belt I just want to I just want a trophy yeah. I don't care if it's third Third. Yeah. Now I went on to a, in the town hall back in the '97 or something to win the Kyokushin under green belts or something uh, three fights in that day, yep. and I won the, the the tournament. And I was at that stage. I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't need to do anything <laughs> else now. I am the chair. This yeah. is that, that was my goal. Yeah. But then you then obviously you go okay. Well, that goal's that. Now I need to do this. Yeah. You know, and gr- yep. going forward with yours with the boxing. Obviously, you went and. Uh, Fought for the world title, I think it's WBF and the women's IBA yeah, yep. uh, titles yep. in in the boxing. Yeah, so that was um yeah my third professional boxing fight, and that was on a week's notice. Really? Yeah, I was actually in fight camp for an MMA fight, um, uh, the one against Jesse Jess. Yeah, so I was yeah, in camp for that. that. Yeah, and then I got a call for that, and I was like, oh, well, my my rule with um. Like all my like both boxing and MMA is you never turn down a, a world title shot. Yeah, true. Because you just, I mean, there's some fighters that go their whole career and never get that never opportunity. Even have an opportunity. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. it's just like, um, and I mean, because I'm always well, I was in fight camp training for an MMA fight anyway. We just changed it up, weeks notice. Um, yeah, made the weight and then yeah went over there and. And took that opportunity with both hands. Um, like we actually had to pay our own way over there. I actually didn't where, receive where a purse. Where was located at? In New Zealand. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we paid our way over there. Um, and I also didn't receive a purse. Yeah, really. Yeah, so that was just wow. um, 
Long story short, I guess the promoters, because I'd only had the two fights, I was a one win, one loss um, at the time, so yeah. a one-on-one, one, but I was lucky that one of the guys that vouched for me um, had been at my debut fight, and he's like, you know what, no, she can, she'll have a crack. She's yeah. all right. Like a last bit, is that all the fight's going to fall through? Yeah, true. Obviously, um, so the reason that I relinquished a, um, a purse was because that was just to cover the sanctioning fees because the the – Belts weren't going to be paid for, like I yeah. guess um, against an all, opponent. All, all the promoters, yeah, all the, all the, all the stuff that people to don't get out of it cheaply. All the stuff that behind the scenes that people don't realize when it comes to you know fighting for world titles and they, sanctioning yeah. fees and this and yeah. that. So I was like, you know what? If I'm going to pay my own way there, I was like, I picked up a sponsor that helped out with the flights and stuff. Beautiful, yeah. But I was like, you know what? Fuck them. I'm going to go over there and 100%. I'm going to yeah. I went over there, made weight. Yep. Um. Yeah, and won all ten rounds and came home with two world titles. Oh, that's so crazy. Um, that's then went crazy. on to have my MMA fight and get choked out by Jesse Jasper. <laughs> oh, did you? You yeah. end up fighting her anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah of yeah, course. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I signed that dotted line, and that's my rule too. Like, I mean, over the years, I've, I've shit my fight in Miami last year. Yep. I was on crutches five weeks before that fight. It's just for me, I've always just had that mentality and it's paid off and yeah, sometimes it hasn't paid yeah. off, but it's almost just that respect because I remember in my early um amateur career, people pulling out of fights and it fucking sucks. I know, I know. It's one of the one of yeah. the worst things and Yeah. I mean sometimes you can't help it, but I mean sometimes yeah, yeah. like I mean, like I said, I probably should have pulled out of some of the fights, but just for my own personal thing, it's like, you know what? I've signed that dotted line. Yeah. Um, I've had you know my coaches put time in, into yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, 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 in, and it's a respect thing. I mean, like, yeah. you know, you go, okay, well, there's been a lot of fighters that have been full on injured. Yeah, they're not, you know, they're not pulling out of it. Yeah, unless they got it's something terrible, yeah. like they just couldn't compete. Yeah, but there's a, there's a lot who will just you know give up the whole right and go, oh, yeah, I know, I signed it, but not, you know, yeah. I'm not right, or yeah. or they've been offered something else. This is how it works these days. If you go right, you've been locked in for three months. You're fighting this person. Yeah. And then, you know, a month out, no, I've got an injury or something. They've and then signed, they something, signed yeah. something else yeah. and gone off because there was more money or, you know, a legit title or whatever yeah. whatever yeah. it was. But, yeah, there's a lot of, as I say, there's a lot of, a lot of craziness in, yeah. these, in these combat no, sports. I always, just that mentality, I don't, yeah, with injuries too, I always just think, like I remember my first MMA fight sitting in the sauna cutting weight for that fight. It was my 30th birthday weekend and I'd never even stepped foot in, inside a cage for training, oh, wow. let alone in for a fight. But um, <laughs> I just remember sitting there going, fuck, this is not where I thought life was going to be. Like I'd literally started fighting four years ago with, in boxing yeah. and all of a sudden I'm having my first pro yeah, MMA, MMA fight with no wrestling experience, no jiu-jitsu experience. Yeah. Like well, I think we scraped the surface on four months of training on how to Defend an armbar, a rear naked choke, yeah. and you know some basic wall defense. But I mean, yeah, great. When, when, when it takes you know ten, twenty years, to hundred percent. Not even, still, not even perfect these I'm things. I'm still but, trying to. Yeah, yeah. But um, I just remember sitting in the sauna going, you know what? People used to fight to their death back in the gladiator days. Like I'm sitting here at the end of the day, like what? What's the worst that can yeah. get happen? I get knocked out. I get you know, I get submitted or whatever. But I, it's a controlled yeah. environment, and that's the same mentality I have with um. You know, with injuries, go into a fight. It's like, fuck it. I'll just yeah. go in there and fight. As long as, it, as long as it doesn't sort of, <laughs> uh, you know, break you down in regards to, you know, really hinder you, hinder yourself yeah. in the fight. <laughs> so, some obviously in, in – but it's it's just the really the mentality of yeah. the fighter too. Yeah. Like if they, they know they can go through the pain or the yeah. uncomfortable situations – and they still know they're confident in themselves. Yeah, I think you see you see a lot of fighters do that, and they go, you know what, I've got a little niggle injury. I won't yep. say what it is, but yep. I know I can get through yep. that, which is the difference in yep. in regards to that. 
So then it goes from boxing and then obviously you get a taste for MMA. Yeah. Uh, not a good taste to start with. But, no. uh, and Jess, and speaking of Jessie, Jess, she's over in the UFC yep. at the moment and yep. she's uh, doing really doing really well yep. from a girl from the Gold yeah. Coast or yep. actually I think it was uh, – Well, there was a few of us. I think she's up, up Queensland a little bit. She was in Innisfail. That's right, Innisfail. Yeah. That's, that's I mean, up. for the local scene, like it was me, Jesse Jess, Megan Anderson, you know, Janae yeah. Harding was only young coming through then. But, yeah, for the most part, like look at us uh, uh, all now just doing awesome yeah, things. just so, on the world stage. Yeah, all backing each other too, like, you know. Um, yeah. Megan, Megan and I never met each other on the scene though. We we've never fought. No, no, no. But, like, yeah, we've all big supporters, like, um, of each other. Yeah. Like, and you just, I mean, I'm a big supporter of anyone with everything in their yeah. career. Ex opponents, do yeah, opponents. 100%. It's like we're all on this path. Like, get yeah. out there and get it, yeah. earn that money. Yeah, well, yeah. That's right. in the end, it's, you know, you got to make you got to make a living, and yep. they might be your competitors at some stages. But what combat sport does is, even if you are competitors, always makes friendships 100%. after that because you, you share something. Yep. You share something with someone that only you two have done. Oh man, that, so that's you know that that's the story of martial arts yeah. half the time. That's that last fight with Chris and I. Yeah. Um, you know, we we've always had big respect for each other anyway. Yep. Um, and obviously after the first one, but that fight in itself, um, I'm sure she felt it because there was there was this eye contact in the fights, acknowledgements, smiles, like yeah. talking, like it just yeah, that was a war. Like it was um you know, I've walked out of fights that I've won and I, I've put my head down because I've just been disappointed in the you know in the performance and knew that I could do better or this and that. And yeah. then other fights where I'll lose and I'll walk out with my head high because it's like, fuck you. And Don't and that was one of those. Like yeah. I'm, I'm obviously would have preferred to have won it. Yeah. Won the Bellator World Title, beat Chris Cyborg like shit. That 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 would have been the pinnacle there. Yeah, that's, that's so that, that's, that's like that New South Wales jersey. A, yeah, but yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> and that's you know beating someone like Cyborgs. 100%. You know, it's yeah. It's not like you could say, oh, I won a world title. Everyone goes, oh yeah, world title. So yeah. when they go, oh against uh, Chris Cyborg, wow. Yeah, that's, that's it doesn't a, matter what promotion. Obviously, um, you know, I could have fought Chris on like. Yeah, a nothing promotion, but it's Correct. the name in itself. Like, um, that's one of yeah. the bigger, biggest names on the exactly on the, uh, planet at the but, moment. But um, for me, I guess like the the stuff that I pulled out of myself um, during that fight, yeah. like, and that's why I'm just been itching to get back in there. <laughs> I was like, God, get me in with someone, like, yeah, so I can yeah, yeah. rip someone's head off. Yeah. Like, she's just lifted me to another level, um, which is super weird, yeah. like super funny, not weird, but like before that fight, I was in the change room and again, like, was like, you know what, this is. This could potentially be your last fight because I didn't know what I was going to do after that fight. Because yeah. again, like I said, beating Chris Cyborg and winning the Bellator World Title is a pinnacle. Like that's it for me. Yeah. Um, and there's other things that I want to do in my personal life. So I was like, this could, this like could if, how I feel. I'm not, I'm not sure, but this could be it. So I was in the back room and I was like, well, just get out there and just give it. Throw it yeah, all down. Throw exactly. It all down. Don't walk back in here with regret. And yeah. I mean, obviously, I walked back in, didn't win or didn't have. Yeah, yeah. but I, but I, I think, did not. Yeah, you fought her. Hell for leather, yeah. But you know the decision didn't go your way. But you were content with how your performance was, yeah. Yep. For that fight, definitely, I left it all in there. Like there's no, you know, no regrets or no, you know, I didn't go back. Obviously, now going back to the drawing board, we better it again. Yep. As in, like, um, you know, there's nothing in my preparation so that next time, you know, you know, whether or not my punches are a bit sharper or yeah, like yeah. this, you know, obviously yep. technical side of things. But yeah, I didn't, um. Walk out of there yeah. wishing that I had done more. It's like yeah. no, I and wouldn't. yeah, and you sort of 
because you get that stage. Obviously, you you signed with Bellator in 2014. You started the MMA career. Uh, you're going through. You fought Julia Budd for the featherweight title, so yep. you've had that experience. Um, then you've obviously challenged Cyborg. The backside of it, gym wise, I suppose it's a a regret in one way that you didn't find Jackson Winklejohn probably at an early stage because you know. We train together yep. at some stages. You've had James Tahuna, you've had Joey and Alex, and yep. uh, you you know you've re- you've trained at a lot of different gyms. Yeah, and um, and sometimes that's a plus because yep. you get to have good experience sparring and yep. and so forth. Sometimes it's the opposite where you go, you know, some bad habits from that gym carry over to that gym or carry into the fight. Yeah, what's what's the mindset, do you have any regrets that you haven't had just the the one like you didn't find Jackson's at an early yeah. stage? It's, I mean, I don't have any regrets because it, it's it's a hard one for me because, I mean, you you know me from yeah. like yeah. over the years. Like it's, um, you know, with the kids I had True. to and work There's and everything. Like, you know, my life's been able to progress to give me the opportunities right now. I'm just grateful that obviously – at this stage, yeah. like I'm still going up. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I'm 39. I'm almost 40, you know, in less than half a year. And, yeah, I'm still going up. Yeah. So um, I'm very, very grateful over the years. Like it, it's a, interesting because at one stage there I was bringing a different coach to corner me every time for a Bellator fight. Yeah, and I'm thinking, yeah. shit, Bellator's going to think that I'm like <laughs> this uncoachable girl, like I'm gym hopping. I'm like, but, yeah, yeah I could try to explain, which obviously I'm like these guys are all in the same circle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, I've I had you come yeah. over, you know, Chad from um, Brotherhood in New Brotherhood South, in New Castle. Yeah. It's in New South Wales, but yeah, yeah, it is in New South. But Newcastle, um, you know, obviously James Tahuna was with me, uh, yep. Tyson. Yep. Uh, Tyson's dad cornered yeah, me. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, and then like, I mean, it's been my last eight fights. I've been, you know, Coach Wink's been in my corner assisting, like, who, you know, yeah. who's flown over with me. Um, you know, Dion's now been over for yeah, like the most of the fights. He, he, he's, he's like a qualified corner now. He's one of the most experienced uh-huh. um, coaches, but yeah, he, um, but. I'm lucky to be where I'm at with it. Like, I mean, yeah, for sure. I wish I, God, I wish I had a started this back when yeah, I was 18. I there's all, there's you know what I mean? Like, we all wish, yeah, you know, like, wish we got into shit. It, I mean, I'd be, but um, I think for me, being in the gyms that I'm in at now, um, okay, well, actually, I'm going to say another one too, because Sydney West Martial Arts, which is yeah. the jiu jitsu gym yeah, that yeah, I train I'm... at, God, I wish I had a started training there years ago because Luke, um, you know, what he does with his students and even what he's done sort of with my um, groundwork, like, has just gone really, through the roof. Man, but it's... my biggest thing, I think, is just um, being at the gyms and training with who I'm training with and being associated with it, who I am, has given me the confidence. Like, I actually belong here. Yep, There's yeah, been a, lo- a lot of times there when I first started, I just – I didn't back myself. Yeah, like yeah, I was like, conf- oh, like I said, world, but being a girl too, like yeah. in the martial arts world. Well, that yeah, I know? guess a lot of the times I was the only girl in the gym, so it's a hard one to gauge. You know, the guys don't want to go too hard on you because you are a that's girl. That's right. That's right. But then um, you, you can't. It's hard to gauge where you're at. So that, that's one of the definitely the biggest thing was with being at Jackson's is the amount every, of training every, partners and girls. One, one, one stop shop there, hundred percent. But, but insane. They like it's even though Jackson's one stop shop, but. Again, MMA is, and I'm a I'm a big believer in when when you do MMA training, it's it's always important to go out and broaden your horizon in regards to your knowledge. Oh, I, I sure. did it as a coach, yeah. but uh, as a fighter, there's nothing wrong with 
you know, if even if you're staying with a coach for a long period of time, yep. just have that one coach. But yep. having the open-mindedness to go out and yep. train with different talent yep. as a fighter to learn different things as a knowledge. And I, and I always agree the coach should do that too, Yeah, to go and learn different things to bring back to their arsenal, their tools yep. and everything else. I mean, I, I guess there's some coaches that like to hold their fighters and they don't like that. I've been very, very lucky over the years that all of my coaches have let me just – and and they respect that, um, you know, with sometimes my situations with the kids and working that, that I am limited. So I was like, okay, I've got to train at this gym Great, at this yeah. time, this and that. So, you know, I've got plenty of other coaches too. Um, you know, Bondo Boxing, I do work with Tony. Oh, yeah. So literally whenever I can. Tony, the, the maker of champions. <laughs> yeah, whenever I, um, like, you know, if I've got to do a striking session, I'm like, hey, Tony, can you like for me? And he'll get me in every time. Like he'll rearrange things. Um, I've got ben, um, Glenn Barragree. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. He's, he's one of the legends. He was, he was in my era, like yeah. when we were fighting kickboxing in Sydney. Yeah. Glenn Bagargery, the the hustler or yep. the bustler. The bustler, yep. Man, he was he was he's what? still the guy. Even though when I go to Sydney for uh, the Black Tie Boxing and yep. Jace Lapton show and we see Glenn, man, it's like we've we never left each other. Yeah. You know, we're always that respectful, but yep. we always had those moments back in time when he used to fight. Yep. Um, well, he's got that oh, old yeah. school hard training 100%, mentality. 100%. But it's awesome. That's what, like, but so for me, I've got all these coaches that let me just do what I've got to do and train, and yep. it just gives me that experience. And yeah, taking little bits from everybody. Yeah, um, you got to. Yeah, I'm very, very grateful for like everyone that I train with. But being um, like heading overseas, I don't have my work commitments. I don't have That's my right. yeah, yeah. like the kids and this and that. So for me, like I train, I train at the um, sorry, I stay at the apartments. Go downstairs, train, yeah, come upstairs, shower, eat, walk across the hallway to elite and do my physio recovery work. Like some days I don't even go outside because, yeah. I mean, I w- might walk down to the Starbucks on the corner. Yeah, That's yeah. taken a mini fortune from me. Oh. <laughs> and, and, even oh. though coffee's not the same in, no, in America, but-, <laughs> but you go to Starbucks or I think it's uh, Black Bean or something like that. Yep. I always go off the flat whites with almond milk, but I usually go on to the the caramel lattes. Yeah. That's me drinking America's the the black coffees and the and the flat whites. Yeah. Oh, I cannot stomach them. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I just can't stomach um, them. We've actually been lucky. There's a little place that's um halfway between Starbucks and the gym. And it's on the left across the road. VM Coffee. Okay. And it's a coffee like a roastery, so they actually do a, a yeah, good right black right. coffee. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, when I was when I was there and I was staying. Uh, with Diego Sanchez and he'd take me because he was all a fanatic about what he put in his mouth uh-huh. and he'd take us to some uh, coffee shops and they weren't too bad, the coffee shops that he tastes, but their taste for coffee is different oh, to, sure. to mine yeah. or ours in, in regards to that. But, yeah, you know, Albuquerque, it's, there's nothing else to do really there. No, I, I mean, it's funny because um, I remember the very first time I went there in 2016, I, I spent the month there. And um, I sort of stayed around the gym area. I didn't have a car. I didn't hire a car. Like my money situation back then was like I can't spend money yeah. on hiring things. But yeah. I just stayed at the gym and I was like, oh, this place, there's nothing here. And then, um, you know, obviously as the time's gone on, I've gone back. Um, yeah. You know, I've made friends there. That's right, yeah. You know, yeah. And I saw he's the on the moped, yeah. mopeds going yeah. around the place. But. Um, even Shah. Um, Shah's um, one of the doctors at Elite. Oh, yes, yes, Yeah, yes. Uh, Maya, another lady um, that works at Elite. But, yeah, I, I go off and do, like, some cool things. And yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. this place is actually pretty cool. Yeah. Um, it is quite big. It's like I class it as like out. a Brisbane but just spread out. Yeah, and brown. And dusty. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> and doesn't doesn't really rain there. But, but yeah. another good um, sort of site 
place up there, Sandia Mountains. Oh, beautiful. Up there in the yeah. Wild Park yeah. when it snows as well. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. we went up there a few times when it's snowing. Have you ever been to the Rock Hut? Yeah, I actually got a really cool video footage. Um, Isn't that crazy looking over the top yeah. of that down in there? Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah, that's one magnificent place. I think we were there when it snowed. And then uh, we're walking with Cowboy and Diego or someone and and Kyle and Oak and uh, I was like, man, that, those footsteps, those footprints. He goes, yeah, that's just usually the bear or the or the um, wolves or something. <laughs> oh man, I was, I was walking backwards just so I didn't get attacked yeah. backwards. But yeah. they said, nah, you'll be right, you'll be right. But we done a run through that Sandia Mountains and oh yeah, man, oh, the altitudes and something else, Woo. isn't it? Yeah, I think it get what's the most it gets up to up there about seven thousand or ten thousand, um, ten thousand, ten thousand, yeah, actually Albuquerque, yeah, above sea level. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, so ten or eleven thousand is the. Yeah. Yeah, there's not much air up. There's no. not much air up there. Um, and it's one of the things that's why I do like doing fight camps there too. Like you, you're fit. Yeah, like I, I know is the last crazy. few fights. Um, like I'm, well, the first two weeks, you're getting there, you're, you're juggling jet lag and then the altitude. Like I remember the very, very first session we were doing our running, like a standard wrestling warm-up. You yeah. run around the outside, you, <laughs> you do flips and stuff, and I'm like, holy shit, like, this is the warm-up. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But the, even when you – because you haven't been there for a while, but when you turn up and, and I used to just hot, start holding pads when I got there. Yeah. But even holding pads, I was sitting there going, damn, I'm unfit. Uh-huh. What's going on? Yep. And obviously the air there is just so thin. Yeah. And by the time you get up the Sandia Mountains, which is eleven thousand feet, yeah, that's another that's another yeah. story in itself. Yeah, but it's beautiful the scenery when you get up the top. Oh, there. even just running through the foothills. Um, like Crazy. I'll usually finish the day and go up and do like a three mile run through the foothills. Yeah. Um, every Saturday morning is like a sprint. So Holly's taking me up to um all the different track sessions. So obviously the dam's a famous one, Hill of Tears. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. took me on Winks Hill. Oh, um, okay. Which is just like you start at the bottom and it's like. Um, checkpoints. Oh, right. Ten oh, checkpoints yeah, yeah. up to the top. So oh, yeah. each checkpoint's different. So the first one's like kind of long and steep and the second one might be like, you know, just shorter but really steep. And yep. then the third one might be longer but not as steep. But each one's got like its own intensity but each of them are just as disgusting Crazy. as each other. Yeah, it's, but it's honestly the hardest thing I've ever done and yeah. it's Wings Hill. That, those lungs so, would be burning. Yeah. Too, no, not even no your lungs, air. your legs. Like yeah. when you say heel sprints, honestly, it's like a – some of them are like a crawl. <laughs> you, you do hill sprints over here up the road and you're like, yeah. well, that's easy now. Yeah, you yeah. do it over there. It's a- but it all it pays off. Like, And it's the thing, like as I say to like anyone that's training, like your fitness, you got to go into that fight like, oh, yeah. fit because yep. there's nothing worse than yeah, like, having to be like, you know, being unfit and then like having to worry about your technical side of things and someone's punching the shit out of you. Yeah, and definitely. like, yeah, it's yeah, just. There, there is some, there's definitely some killers over there. Yeah, and I, I mean, I've been there for a few years, but um, just seeing still the Jackson's footage and all that, and you yeah. just think, man, they're still they're still building some champions. Oh, in that for place. sure, yeah, there'll be champions that'll come out of it. Yeah, um, and but yeah, just they've got a really good um, like featherweight, lightweight roster at the I moment. Know. It's interesting. Even um, Wink was saying to me, sort of like, last time I was there, like once upon a time they had like the heavyweights. So you know, you Alvis yeah, well, Overeem, like all the, the, the John Jones, yeah. yeah, like all the big guys, and yeah. it, you know, not so much smaller. Whereas now it's like there's a lot of small guys, yeah. and there's I mean, don't get me wrong, there's still some the light, yeah, there's still some heavy coming guys in. coming out of there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, like because you know how the the heavyweights or the bigger guys spar first. Yes. 
Yeah. And then like the lighter weights. Yeah. So I'll, you know, you're down there warming up and you're watching the big guys and you see them in the cage and I'm like, ooh, I mean, ooh. I remember in the old, old Jackson gym <laughs> when it used to be the light light uh, lightweights spar each other than the heavyweights and Cowboy Serrani used to go to both sparring. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> he used to yeah. spar with the heavyweights as well. Yeah. And you're like, wow, this dude's crazy. Yeah. But that was back, I think, uh, a coma, the old yeah. gym. Yeah, But, yeah, as you say, I'll – that's when when Kyle Noak was there, and I got the privilege to go there and and train under those guys. But yeah, the Overeems, the Travis Browns, yeah. Cody, I think um, East, yeah, Cody yep. East. Yep. He's still there having a crack. Yeah, I see him yeah. uh, just signed. I just seen something come up where he yep. signed under the contract again. Yeah, uh, with Jacksons. Yeah, and he's also um, come on board as one of the um, Jackson Wink management agency. Oh, good. Eight, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I mean. He was always – he used to do sparring with Bones a lot. Him and yeah. Bones used to go out yeah. hammer and tongs. But uh, then, then I think he had, he had his brother there. I think his brother uh, got murdered yeah, or committed suicide away. or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, was, he was a good dude too. I met yeah. him a few times. I remember times. watching the two brothers – the very first time I was there, but yeah, the two of them sparring on the mats and they were going oh, at yes. it. And I was just like, holy shit. Like, yeah, they were not holding back. No. And I'm like, can I only imagine what these two would have been like growing oh, up? But, but that, yeah. that's what it was like. That was when Jackson's the old, old Jackson's, that's what it was like. It was yeah. like you get in there and it's like you get some popcorn yeah. because these dudes aren't going to go <laughs> soft. And they, yeah. were, they were throwing air like bones. Then you got Travis Brown, Overeem. Yeah. Like some of those those big guys, it was just like, wow, this is crazy stuff. Yeah. Just watching it for, yeah. you know, in in person. Yeah. But um, oh. so in in the end, you've you've fought Julia Budd for the the featherweight title, cyborg twice. Mm-hmm. What's what's the what's the next? Uh, I think you've obviously signed another uh, multi deal with the Bellator. Yeah, yeah. For, for I just um, I just signed a four fight contract, which actually I didn't realize, but um put me in as the highest paid combat ath- female combat female. athlete in Australia, yeah, which yeah. is super cool. And that I'm like, good. yeah, that's all good and well, though, to sign it. It's going to actually fight now. Yeah, <laughs> you've got to right. get paid. Yeah, yeah, you, gotta, you can't just get the money <laughs> yeah. straight off when you sign it. You've got to um, go and actually fight. But, like, yeah, it is cool. And it, it's um, I sort of am stepping into that role of the fact that, like, I'm setting some records and holding some things now that, shit, like, yeah, I am. I still feel like, I mean, Martial arts is one of those things where you, I always just feel like you're scraping the surface. Yeah, like for yeah, me yeah. to be oh. called a veteran or pioneer now, I'm like, fuck, I'm still learning. Yeah, yeah. When they say that, because it's it's the the years that that someone's been yeah, in it, yeah, and uh, and the knowledge and experience that they've gathered. Yeah. But yeah, as you say, like. You're still feeling young in the yeah, heart, young yeah. in the mind. So you really pioneer. That yeah, sounds old. Yeah. I don't feel old. And then I'm like, hang on, oh, shit. Yeah, that's right. I am always forty, but um, it's really cool. Like, I, you know, probably about eighteen months ago, I was really sort of like, shit. Like, you know, I'm getting older, and one of the best things about being at Jackson's is the fact that I get to just hang with Holly. And man, yep. she's just as young as like we're like she's forty, well, forty one this 40, year. Yeah, forty one this yeah. year. She wow. But that girl will hold it. Like she's, you know, she'll come in not in fight camp. And we're just like, you know, come in and help me with rounds and own yeah. my ass. And I'll be like, this girl's not even fit or she'll take me up for the hill sprints or something. And yeah. she's like, you know, I'm chasing her, which is, it's awesome to have that person yeah, to, you know, pacing yeah. you. I mean, usually the guys will always do that here sort of thing, but yeah. to have another female she, do she's that. Probably, she's probably, when I was over there for the six or seven years, there was, there wasn't an, even, I'm talking male and female, there yeah. was not a harder worker than Holly Holmes. Yeah, yeah. And, and obviously the pinnacle why uh, I was over there in a camp when she uh, fought Rhonda yeah. over in Australia here. But it didn't matter what camp she was in, 
I've, I'd never seen a machine yep. like she is when yeah. she's going like in fight camp. It's, yep. it's actually it's an experience to watch yep. and just think, fuck, this, have a look at this chick. She's yeah. out doing the guys. Yeah. And the guys are talking about they're motivated, they're doing this and that, but yeah. fuck, you watch her actions yep. and she's just going like a it's, machine. It's really cool to, like I said, I've, you know, we've shared stories and she's, you know, told me a lot, um, you know, about yep. her, her journey and stuff. But yeah, like, there's a lot of stuff you just don't know and you don't hear. Um, and that definitely changed a lot of my mentality with things too. So yeah. sometimes, especially when you hear like you think, oh, God, I'm the only one doing this or this is it. But, yeah, there's a lot of yeah. si- similar sorts of stories and you're like, okay, well, you know, it is normal. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, for the most part now, like I sit here and, yeah, I'm 40 next year but I'm not about to yeah, – I'm yeah. not ready to call it quits because yeah. while that passion's still there, that would be the regret. Yeah. If I was to hang up the gloves right now, yeah, yeah. I know that um, – So you've, you've signed the four fights. Yep. What uh, What's – Install. Have they sort of given you any oh. indication of who you're fighting, when you're fighting? It's yeah. It's a, my manager's like literally on the phone All every the day with yeah, yeah, yeah. He so he's lucky. Um, like I said, I've just come back from um, being overseas for the coaching gig, and I sort of had a joke with him because I'm like, "You're lucky for you. That's keeping me busy because once I once I get back to Australia, I'm busy. Bored, I'm like, like, I want to fight. I want to fight. I want to fight. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So um, we're pushing. I wanted to be um, on the November 18th card. Okay. Um, Pitbull and Magomedov is a fighting. Oh, right. um, wow, so that's a, that's a crazy fight. Yeah, um, really, and there's a couple other fighters on that card, but I, I want to be on the November 18th. That's in Chicago. Um, worst case, December 9th. But uh, yeah, November 18th is a date that I wanted. Um, Bellator would be pretty good. Usually, if I'm jumping up and down, yeah, I really yeah, yeah. want something. They give it to me. Yeah. Um, it's just a case of trying to find an opponent. Yeah, um, you know, I had I had a girl that I fought seven years ago, um, which is really funny because it's. It was a fight I had before I went over to Jackson Wink. So before I started wrestling. So okay. it was like I had terrible takedown defense. <laughs> and that fight was, oh my God. But um But that, that's the journey of it, you know? That's the journey of yeah. learning different stages yeah. and different levels. Yeah. And so she's she wants a rematch and I'm like, you know what? I I want like I'm setting a standard for myself in this fight because yeah. I, my wrestling has 100% improved, yeah. but I'm like, I'm not going in for anything less than a knockout or a submission win yeah. myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's, it's, it's hard that's, when the when the girl's pool isn't like full like the guy's yeah. pool, you know, you got pools, you got heaps. Yeah. The girl, the Bellator girls, it's, it's like you've got a few in there. Yeah. But it's, it's sort of like things you, oh, I don't want to, you know, I beat that person. I don't want to go back to that person yeah. or. it. It confuses me though. Like I guess, like I mean, I'm not at the number one now. I was at the number one, but cats somehow jumped me. Yep. Anyway, I'm not even going to go there, but that's okay. I'm, yeah. I've never been about the numbers anyway. But you're a cyborg cat and I, and um, but I remember when I started out and I was sitting. You know, I came in. Um, I was like, I want those girls up there. Yeah. It's always been about. So I'm thinking, why the hell aren't these people? You know, shouting up and yeah, jumping up and down to fight me. So Absolutely. when I do have a person call me out like that, I'm like, respect to you. Yep. Let's do it then. It's always a dangerous fight, um, you know, fighting someone that's, you know, rank lower than you, but that's that's its challenge in itself. But to be fair, the next fight for me um, will definitely be the fight with, fight with Katz and Garno. Yeah, it uh, we've been We've been training for that one, working on things now um, for a while Ooh, for that one. That's good. The thing is, like, 
you know, do I sit here and wait? You know, if, if Cyborg goes elsewhere, then that literally puts me and Cat or Cat and I yeah. in for a title shot. And I'm like, that, well, that'd, that'd be crazy <laughs> times if, if Cyborg, because I mean, Cyborg's achieved everything. Hundred percent. UFC, Invicta FC. Yeah. I mean, Bellator. the next thing would be jump over to PFL and fight Kayla Harrison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I think that's um, you know the talks there. Yeah. Um, I know a fair bit of money was thrown up on the table, so it just depends on. I'm like, hey, I'll take she that seems, fight. <laughs> she, seems, she seems like a bit of a beast in the wrestling department, but I'm, it's it's like when everyone was at that stage when I was trained at Jackson's and and Ronda Rousey yeah. was the invincible, uh-huh. no one can beat her. But Holly exposed that. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent, hundred percent. But I think if you get someone who can strike and strike straight down the pipe, yep. especially with the MMA guys yep. and girls, I think I think. Uh, she will find it hard if someone keeps her at a distance and has the belief yeah. that she's better than yeah than Kayla. yeah. I think it'd be great. Like I'd love to see that fight. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, you're right. Like everyone's beatable in this game. One hundred percent. Only takes the one yeah, punch or and, kick. And the biggest thing that I've learned over the years is yeah, you need to believe in yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. To be able to do it, and then yeah, obviously you yeah. got to go go for it in that way. But yeah, yeah. Uh, she Harrison's definitely calling out a lot of names. Obviously, she signed with PFL, so yeah. she can't really move anywhere to no. go anywhere. But if Cyborg or someone's not uh, contracted, there might be an opportunity yeah. there as well. I mean, but, people always ask me that, and they, you know, and this is one of the things they always try and get dirt off me yeah, to yeah. speak illy about somebody. But I'm like, why would she leave PFL? It's paying her good money. Yeah. Like um, at the end of the day, it all comes down to yes, you might be the best at PFL, and you're earning shitloads of coin. Yeah. Then everyone can come to you if they want to exactly. see if yeah. they're the best. Yeah. But so yeah, to answer your question, um, yeah, definitely Katzengano. Obviously, um, so Gabby is also a Southpaw like wrestler, so the gameplay doesn't change too much in that style yeah. that we've been working anyway. Um, super keen to fight a Southpaw. Um, yeah. Just because Jackson Wink, maybe because there's so many wrestlers over at the moment. There's so many Southpaws over there. Yeah, I don't even know. Sometimes I'll. I actually feel more comfortable in front of a Southpaw yeah, because I'm just yeah. like, oh, there's just so many of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, true that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I just – not really sure. I'm just itching to, itching to get, get back, back in, in there. there. Yeah. Get back in there. So, we obviously, if Cyborg stays around, you're still itching to get a rematch with her yeah, again for yeah. the title. I mean, I'm not – Well, pretty much anyone who's got the title. To be fair, everything was um, – I mean, I'm not saying no to, no to a title shot, no to the title, but my – Everything had been all about the title. Yeah. And I, at the moment, my mindset now is just enjoying this last part. So I just want to fight, yep. enjoy the training sessions, enjoy being at all the different gyms, being able to still train and, and my body's still holding up for me oh, and doing no, everything. Definitely. So, yeah, I'm trying not to make it so goal-based yeah, um, yeah, for sure. And you know what the funny thing is after, with having that mindset and relaxing from it, I'll probably get a title shot and I'll just be like, yeah. That's right. <laughs> you that's know what right. I mean? Like it just, Especially if there's that opportunity again, as you say. Yeah. You know, knock, um, knock, uh, knock Like, back I mean, in. I'm still up there. I'm definitely not knocking it back, but I just, yeah, I'm just going to take it one fight at a time and just enjoy, and enjoy that part. Um, yeah. I spent too much of my career being so goal-focused, like, you know, um, and then you're focusing on that. Wanna you forget the, all wanna the – Want to be the world title, want to be the world title yeah. and just forget the journey and yeah. just looking at the destination yep. all the time. So that and that's honestly where I'm at at the moment is just enjoying every everything. And that, and that does that. That probably you know, in my, in my opinion, that's probably more the maturity of get, getting older. Yeah, is then you start to appreciate different things. Yeah. When yeah. we're younger, we were I want to be the world champion. 100%. I want this or that. Now it's like you know what you know. I'm getting paid good coin. Yeah. Now I want to enjoy 
whatever's left yep. uh, to yep. enjoy. So when you get through these this four fight contract, uh, title or no title, you f- you finish up retiring. Yep. What, what's what's going to be uh, Arlene's sort of uh, rich life after that? <laughs> I've got my hands in a few different pots at the moment, yeah. and that's what it'll Keep be. Um, yeah, so I just signed on as the um, the director of female management with Jackson Wing. Yeah, beautiful. So I'm already dealing with um, like eight fighters all from all around okay, the world. Okay. Yeah, so I'm like their point of contact. Obviously, like I'm still very new to the managing side, yeah, of, yeah. management side of things. So I'm very lucky that JW's got like their team of um, you know directors that you know assist me and everything like that. So um, like it was management was something I always wanted to do anyway. But I think you know definitely going off the back of Jackson Wink and obviously their name and, and having 100%. that help there is yeah. Um, yeah. If like you got, perfect. If you got uh, any any part of Winks uh, and and the Jackson, yeah. I mean they've been in the game for well, a, and, and produced that many world champions. Yeah. It, it isn't funny. Like, well, like it's not just, even that. Like I mean, obviously, um, like I'm at a personal level now with you know Coach Wink being in my corner and Coach Jackson. That's right. I love what those two have built together. Oh, you know, it is. Know, it is. Yeah. And they've had their they've had their trials and tribulations exactly, like everyone. Yeah. Um, and lost fighters, gained fighters yeah. because of their partnership. Yeah. Um, from my experience, looking looking on, but. You know they've been they've been the sidekicks for each other for yeah, a lot of years yeah. and produced a lot of yeah. champions and and realistically, how, how do you really break up that that team? Yeah, you know. Yeah, in, in my eyes, because it, it'd be very hard to do. Yeah, and it shouldn't be done because they're both champion human beings too. Yeah, and with a great. Big brother, of, little brother. That's what. Yeah, that's what it is. And they were, they were around <laughs> even even their documentary of the uh, the what's it called the grounds. Um, just seeing if you've ever watched it. It's the called one. Proving Grounds. I've seen parts of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that, yeah. when you look back at that footage, and that's the footage I remember, like yeah. not that I was back in those days, but those fighters that were on that footage, yeah. I, I got to train with and be around and, um, yeah, it was, it, was cra- it was crazy times back then too. Yeah, yeah. Of the, of the true fighters. but um, Well, even just hearing, like I mean, Holly's story. You know, walking into that gym at 17 and, and Wink has coached her for 18 boxing world titles. Like she just got inducted into the Boxing Hall of yeah, Fame. I see that. You what know, her kickboxing, her kickboxing story and obviously then going on into MMA and, and literally that's one of the biggest upsets yeah. in like, like – Oh, yeah, 100%. Like it's, and to me, Holly is the GOAT of combat sport 100%. because she's done the kickboxing. Yep. She's been multiple boxing world champions. She's yep. been now MMA champion. Yep. There's not many people – Women or guys no. that can say, "This is what I've yeah. done." Yeah, and I do remember when over at Jackson's a lot of years ago, and she was fighting the local scene out at uh, I think Route sixty six Casino yeah. or something. Yeah. And I was all the Jackson crew would go out there, yeah. and I was I was living with Cole Noak, but we would watch her back then when she first started the M- yeah. MMA, knocking girls out with head yeah. kicks, and you're like, "Wow!" Yeah, wearing those. Black and blue shorts, oh, and yeah, then were, it was cool when she got into the UFC, and then she's the UFC kit, like yeah, yeah, um, no. and no. she's phenomenal, phenomenal athlete, but obviously a phenomenal human too. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, it's I put a post up on my story the other day, like it was literally seven years ago or eight years ago. I shared a story, like you know, about um. Like being an un- unreal athlete or something, it was yeah. one of her head kicks and stuff oh, like that. Yeah, right. and I'm just like, oh, I'm blessed to call her a friend now. 100%. Like, yeah, yeah it's um, different when you when you're in that. Then you I still get think into she's that, awesome uh, as yeah, an athlete, yeah, but yeah, she's yeah. an awesome person. Yeah, and, and it's funny when, as you say, that that circle that you hang around throughout the world and you call them friends. Yeah, where you used to look up to them, and now yeah. you're friends, and you're like. I don't see them as like a, a celebrity anymore. They're just my yeah, friend, yeah. Which well, is I, always great to have, yeah. 
uh, when you're training wise, but yeah, well, just in general. I even remember when I first started driving from Port Macquarie down to or oh, Beastings back then, yeah, and yeah. Um, you know Jamie. Well, it was James Tahuna was yep. still, um, you know, still fighting. I think he was like training for his like last last fight at the yep. time. But I was like, holy shit, this is James Tahuna. Like wow, I was just like, I, I literally know, literally right. say one or two words to him, and I actually remembered. Um, I'd asked him because Mark Hunt was coming down. And he was releasing his Born to Fight book. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I wasn't able to make it. I said to Jamie, I'm like, oh, do you reckon you could grab me a copy and get him to sign it? And yep. he organised it for me. I was like, holy shit, that's really cool. Yeah, Thank you. And then, yeah. um, but like, yeah, hardly even spoke to him. And then fast forward all these years, like it's Jamie. Yeah. And he's cornered me. He's coached me. He's one of the guys I can 100%. message and call in time. Like yeah. we both, um, he introduced me into like the, the line of work I'm doing at the moment with the um, mentoring. mentoring. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it is cool. Like the, when you. The journey of the martial arts. Yeah. Isn't it? Like yeah. everyone's, wow, they're my idols. The next yeah. minute, oh my, they're my closest friends now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, the same goes with like I guess um, like Tyson Pedro. Like it's like holy shit, Tyson Pedro. I'm like, oh, he's just like my, he's my brother. Like a big brother now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bam's yeah. the same. Bam, yeah. Bam, Bam. He sort of uh, he he's another great human. He's just one of the boys. Yeah, people yep. think, oh my god, that's Bam, yeah. Bam. But when you hang with him, he's like, yeah, we've got our obviously our filthy and all that. Yeah. We, we call each other, but yeah, they're just on that friends level. Yeah. It's, it's a good well, thing. It's to funny have. actually. Um, my daughter works, um, so she goes to uni, but she also works at a kids' fun park thing. And oh, okay. um, Alex Volkanovsky and Emma and his two yeah, girls were yeah, there yeah. on the weekend. And and Kayla messages me and she's like, "So you're like, um, like on like good friends with Alex? Hey, yeah. Like obviously she knows like yeah. training partners and stuff, but she didn't. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And she's like, oh, so he's here with his family at the moment. I'm like, yeah, I'll just go up and tell him that like you, yeah. you're my daughter. Anyway, next minute Alex sends me through a photo of like him oh, and Kayla yeah. there. <laughs> but Kayla was just like, oh, so cool, mum. Um. <laughs> Like everyone at work is like, oh my god, it's Alex Volkanovsky. Like, yeah, and Kayla's like, oh yeah, he's my uh, mum's uh, friend. It's <laughs> great, isn't it? When you when your kids are like that, because my, I have my kids are the same. They're like, oh dad, you know that person, yeah. yeah. And then you, they get to meet them, yeah. and they're like, and all their friends are like, oh my god, how did you meet them? Yeah, and you're like, yeah. oh yeah, it's dad, yeah, mum. Yeah. You know, they, they know what's going on. So yeah, that's always a special time, yeah. isn't it? a special moment. Yeah. But what? Uh, so when you do finish up, what's the the end result is obviously you're looking having a family. Yeah, um, yeah. Still continue on coaching. Yeah, I definitely. Um, I really, really enjoyed what I did. Um, while I was overseas, yeah. um, where I was a head coach for a, a fight camp for um, Sharisa Sagala for bare knuckle boxing. So you know, I introduced her to the JW team. Yeah. You know, I was her head coach. We put you know the, her weekly training schedule together, and I got to train alongside her yeah, and well, um, cool. you know coach her and and. And everything like that. So I like that idea of that. Yeah. Um, I definitely probably, I would like to have a setup at home where it's kind of like a bit of a boutique yeah, style like gym. A personal, yeah, personal, yeah, yeah. Like I definitely don't want to run a gym gym because no. <laughs> that's some hard work there. Oh, man, that's, <laughs> that's a lot yeah. of commitment. Like especially, yeah. um, I'm gonna definitely enjoy life with my family yeah, and stuff. But um, the avenue I definitely think, obviously on top of the management, is. Um, along with the mentoring, but definitely motivational speaking, you know, just going off and and really sharing my story, like, um, um, you know, women's groups and stuff like that. And just, um, you know, even getting into, um, like the schools as well, especially regional schools. Um, you know, it's one thing like, you know, in the city, city, everyone's in the city. They'll go to a shopping center and you've got, you see a Penrith Panther walking down all the, you know, you know, but where I grew up in Gympie, well, Amamore, like, I think there was like 75 students in our primary school. Like I used to watch the Olympics and, you know, I used to see, I remember when Kathy Freeman won gold. Oh, yeah. I was just like, 
you just think they're superhuman. You, you see these, you know, people people that are really in the Olympics or you know elite level sport that they're superhuman or they've been gifted in life that their journey's been easy. And now that I'm in the position that I'm in, I was like, trust me, like it's not. And then yeah. the more I'm around other athletes and. Yeah. You just see, we're all just normal people, all, and all actually, sometimes place. we're probably a little bit more screwed up yeah, than the yeah, average yeah. person. Oh, <laughs> right. You know, like we've all got a story, and especially, yep. especially when it comes to females in the combat sport. I always know, like, and I, I had this conversation um, with Jamie with the black tie boxing, yeah. with the girls that come and do it. I say, like, okay, what's your story? Like, you that's know, what right, if? That's right. Because what we what we do is not normal. Like, no, what, no, most no, girls 100%. don't go, oh, like I want to do, you know, I, I want to be a yep. boxer and get punched in yep. the face and. You know, I was never a dancer. There was a reason, yeah, that, you know, yeah, this yeah, or that. Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, so definitely Everyone sharing my story. Everyone has that story, isn't it? Everyone has that story, yeah. especially if they come into combat sports. Yeah. I, I would say 98% of people have got a story, a pretty crazy yeah. story yeah. why they've got into yeah. martial arts. And the other probably 2% go, oh, no, I just wanted to try yeah. it out. I've yeah. had a great life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's, yeah, it's a, it's a, very uh, weird journey sometimes yeah. that we take, and yeah. obviously we're all we're all nutcases at some stage. In our <laughs> Definitely, lives. but yeah, even um, realizing that and knowing that you can still just go on to like you know do great things or yeah. or not let that hold you back. No, no. There's, so, so many, there's so many doors of opportunity, but when you yeah. become the martial arts uh, martial artist and you're still are prepared to learn and open yeah. your mind to knowledge. At the same time, when you mature and become more humble as you get older, yeah. then there's more doors of opportunity to coach, to mentor, yeah. to yeah. then really give you wisdom. Yeah. I, find, I find it funny sometimes when the fighters or influencers say these days, you know, oh, I'm a life coach now and they're age 20. And you're like, <laughs> wow. Imagine, imagine when they get to 40 yeah. and, and what they're going to yeah. do. Yeah. But um, that, that's when the true the true sort of humbleness of, of giving back yeah. um, to society to martial arts is when the when you get all that experience yeah. and wisdom yep. is that's when you go I, I'm going to give that back yeah yeah uh, in regards to that which we've all been yeah. at that s- some stages or even still yeah. going through that stages so yeah like I said I've got hand in a few different pots like I'm back at zoo fitness at the moment and coaching so um I was only saying the other day it gets to 3 p.m. and everyone hits that 3 p.m. block, but then I teach a 4 p.m. kids class and I was like, oh, there's oh, 20, 30 really? kids. But honestly, I love it. Yeah, it's yeah. actually one of my favourite things. I love it with the little ones and I just think – and it goes back to, again, when I was a little girl 100%. and I just think if you have that – All know, those girls and guys looking up to you yeah, as the coach. Yeah, It only well, takes I mean, one kids, out of that group to yeah. be inspired and then – Just planting the seeds. It's 15 like years time, they go in an interview, I, you know, it was Arlene that got me yeah. into this, and you're like, oh, I think oh, half no, the time it's their parents are more excited. They'll see that. I'm like, do you know who you were just working with? Yeah, and he's yeah. like, no. Nah. Yeah, so, yeah. And, and you get that stage where the, the parents want to live live the dream, but yeah. they want their kids to live their dream, yeah, you know? Yeah, And which is, you know, it can be I mean, some the of them, downside. I think, just drop the kids in for a crash while they go do a workout. Well, we, but. Yeah. Well, that's, we got the stage where we just don't allow parents in the training. Yeah. Because it gets to a stage where sometimes the parents are living, want oh, their children sure. to live their dream, and then you've got to go, you've got to get Welcome out. Welcome to the soccer Just, world. We're the coaches. You're the supporting yeah. parent. That's it. Yeah. And some, yeah. some honestly, you get to the stage that some have left because of that. Yeah. And you go, I, we couldn't help them, obviously. Well, yeah. But it's, it's a sad thing. It is sad because, yeah, the parents are holding their kids back. And the kids, you see the kids it. may have so much potential to be yeah. someone great. Yeah. And you see it in the soccer. Like, I mean, obviously I'm a, a soccer mom. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, for me, um, I realised 
with Kian's show, like he's been doing it since he was seven, so he's fourteen now. So it's seven seasons. Seven seasons. Um, the last five seasons have been at um like a like a high level. Yep. Costing an arm and a leg, but yeah, um, yeah, in saying that, like I look at Kian's journey and just think that it's far more than him, you know, making it over to play overseas and this and that. Like he's it's made him a, a better person, yeah, even definitely. just especially being in goals too. Like you know, and, and being having. D is a blessing oh, to be sure. around because D's obviously been at that high professional level and yeah. still is. And to let to him know give how him much of a journey. To knowledge yeah. and give, give uh, the young fella knowledge, it's, yeah. that's a, a blessing in itself. That's good. Um, but, yeah, you see so many of the soccer parents that, Live their lives through their kids, uh, and the, you know the kids come off at halftime. Hey, and it's not just soccer; it's it's well, martial, sports, it's but martial I mean, art. Well, boxing, boxing too. We've had to deal with a lot of uh, yeah. parents that wanted to be legend boxers, and they got their eight-year-olds with us, and telling us when they should fight, they should be going overseas sparring. This is like an eight-year-old kid. You're like, anyway, time to leave. It's <laughs> yeah. crazy. It is. Yeah, but at the end of the day. If what what was probably the best traveling through your journeys because as yep. I say you've you've been through so much uh, at to this point, well, what's one of your best adv- advices that you've received from someone? Best advice. coaches, personal friends, it doesn't really matter. Definitely, there's been a lot over the years, but I'll never forget what my very very first coach, um, Jason Harris from Allegiant, said to me um, before my like before my first fight, and he was rubbing my hands, and he just said like you will be back in this change room before you know it. So whatever you do out there in that ring, it goes make it count because the last thing you want is to be back in here regretting that you yeah. had a, didn't do this, you didn't do that. Like And and I did, and it is, it's true, like you're in the yeah. change room, you're waiting for the fights to finish. It just feels like a lifetime. Oh, yeah. Like And, and you know, especially when, like, I mean, obviously I, I work a lot with my sports psychologist now. Like I enjoy the journey, yeah, like yeah. being out there. Like I'm not sitting out there fucking nervous right, right now. Like, that's right. So I was like, no, I'll sit here and I'm like cool, calm. Like it's so – I finally do it, but those first few fights, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like I'm, you know, nervous. Yeah, wait, and, that. It feels like and it a just, yeah, it does. But Fight then you're goes, right. Boom, yeah, finished. it literally. I mean, sometimes those two minute rounds would feel like they fucking went forever if you're not feared. Yeah, that's right. That's um, right. But yeah, but yeah, he was right. Before you know, it, you're back in there, and yeah, you don't want to be sitting there. And that would probably be. And I've actually shared that bit of advice too. Like you know, when I've cornered people, yeah. it's like. It, those moments go quick. Yeah, that that yeah, time goes quick, 100%. and you don't want to come back. So, I mean, that that was a pretty useful yeah, good, bit good. of advice. And if uh, young young male or female looking up to Arlene Angerfist, what would the advice be to them? What would you point towards young, them? Geez, your youth is the most valuable thing you'll ever have. Yeah, like I said, I don't regret anything in my life because it's led me to my path, you know. But shit, if I was to rewind time and do life again. Those early years, like make choices in your life now that like make smart choices, yeah. you know, don't, you know, before you hop in that car with a group of, you know, drunk people or 100%. like you know, before you quit school and go off and do something like you just, you need to make sure that these decisions that you make, are they taking you into the direction that you want to be that person? Yeah. And it's a hard one when you're young because you're not true thinking, yeah, yeah. True. but I mean, generally be a good person, yeah. make good choices. Yeah on the right side of the law, yep. but just be a good person too. That's always thing. Like make good choices from the heart, yep. be a decent person to other people. Definitely. And then for their, I mean, they're, for me from 26 onwards, like, you know, when I changed the direction of my life and, and obviously the crowd of people that I was hanging with and that, I make good decisions and I'm a good person. Yep. And, and that's, that's all, yeah, that's all, that's 
That's all you need. <laughs> work hard, like, you work know. Work hard, like, work smart, yeah, all the rest like of it. Just, but, yeah, be a good person. The world needs more good people. 100%. <laughs> and at the end of this uh, journey, or right at present now, what what really fills uh, Arlene with the rich life? What What is, when people say, what's your rich life? What 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 is your rich life these days at present right now? The fact that, and I get it all the time, when someone mentions my name, like I would hope to think nobody does, but like I know that I always have, I'm always spoken to about yep. with high. With a positive. Yeah, yep. yeah. Like people hold me at a like a high, yep. um, what's the word? High praises. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it's Respect. cool. Like I'm known, I'm known, um, f- for like good things yeah. and what I've done, which is a which is a really cool thing. Like, like I said, for where where my life was headed before and the the involvements and things that I like had gotten into, um, like it's That's, cool to have changed. Like for me, both my kids have a, like a good life, yeah. uh, t- taking their life in their own directions. Yeah, 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 uh, nice. You know, um, pursuing things. Um, I'm in a happy relationship, like yep. with a, a man that respects me. I respect myself. Like I just, yeah, there was. I've completely changed my life. Like yeah, the person right. I was 13 years ago. Yeah, and if, yeah and that, and, and for me, that's like that's massive. But that I was able to take what I was doing for myself and my family to then have an impact on others, my close community, yeah, and then yeah. now even worldwide. Like yeah. I have an impact on a lot of people, yeah. and it's a positive impact. Yeah, and yeah. It's it's it's. I, I lay my head down of a night yeah, time and it's and fucking rewarding. S- sleep, sleep. Continue. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's the all rich life. That's yep. that's super exciting. And uh, I just want to thank you for coming on the uh, rich life projects. It has it. been an absolute pleasure. <laughs> we could talk all day. Hundred <laughs> percent. That's what I say. Sometimes these could go for three or four oh, hours, man. but uh, but I just really appreciate your time being yep. in Melbourne uh, and dropping into the studio. Yep. And uh, I just really thank you, champion. Appreciate it. Oh, champion. Hey. Hey. I get. Do you know what, man? That's one of the things. You know, some gyms it's a punch knuckle. Oh, no, this, no, you punch, get, oh, it's the awkward. Like I you think, don't even I think know what to do. Just do like the bra boys these days. <laughs> just grab the old. Hey, oh, hey, that hey, hey, that'll, that'll oh, and then it was the elbows with oh, the coat. Yeah, okay. so everything. Yeah, appreciate it. <laughs>